Welcome to Culture Couch, a pop culture podcast. This is probably the best episode they've had so far. Oh, for sure. I mean, the other ones have been more exciting as far as action goes, but this just had a lot of, um, like, you just get to see more into the Aes Sedai, and that is what I've been wanting the whole time. Like, I want to know more about them. I've been saying since the beginning that, it, it yeah, this was really cool. I, I think with this episode, you can tell they're getting to a show that's, really good Mm -hmm. and has longevity behind it because they spent i would say what 30 to 40 percent of the episode in that tower yeah and which was such a cool location it was so cool but you were hooked uh uh-huh so like there wasn't a ton of action there was like no action in this episode yeah i wasn't bored there was so much going on like behind the scenes too that started to get revealed that just like yeah it was so good so so good and we finally got to see all the different uh colors the colors of the Aes Sedai so I wrote them down so we knew how many Mm -hmm. so we have red blue green yellow gray brown and white gotcha so there's a lot yeah not to be confused with the guys in the white who have like white and gold because they're the bad people and I don't remember what they called them I think they're the wearers of white oh I think or no the white I think it's the white cloaks actually yeah something like that um, we haven't seen them since uh, Egwene and Perrin escaped. But we know they'll be back. Yeah. You just have, have to be. You can kind of tell they're the people that are just going to show up at the worst possible times. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously more to them. Like, we have, haven't learned why they hate magic. Yeah. Uh, like what? Why they hate the Aes Sedai, yeah. specifically. And then we also haven't learned where they came from. Mm-hmm. And who they, like, report to. Yeah. Yeah, like we haven't even gotten any kind of indications to who they are answering to. Um, I love the reunions. I'm a sucker for a good reunion episode when people who haven't seen each other for a long time. You're get a back reunion together. guy. Yeah, when they're walking across fields and cheesy music. Mm-hmm. Yep, I love the reunions. Like the one episode in a Game of Thrones when they had all the reunions with the Starks. I ate that shit up. It was the best. Um, so it was really cool that they all got to see each other again. Granted, they didn't see each other till the end of the episode, but now they're all together. They're all safe and they're all good. I mean, safe is a generous term. Oh well, yeah. Um, this episode too, I just feel like was really cool. Cause you got to see, cause like we've seen Moiraine, but I feel like she hasn't been super prominent throughout the show. The first episode we got to see her display her magic, which was awesome when she fought off the, those beast, that beast army. But this time I felt like she established her dominance as (coughs) she established her dominance as like a, as her figurehead and like where she is. And like, she just is much higher up than everybody else. And everybody knows it. And especially with, um, Leandrin, she's a bitch, dude. I can't wait for other things to go down between the two of them. Yeah, so they're going to fight eventually. Yeah, and I don't I don't understand what their beef is. Like, I I guess maybe I've missed something. I Once we're all done with this, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it. but And see if you can catch it. Yeah. I also don't think we're supposed to know what their beef is yet. Mm-hmm. I do think there's some, like, 
um, I mentioned this to you, like philosophical differences, because the colors yeah. all approach things differently. Yeah. And it's also interesting. Did you notice the colors have their own like hierarchy within their whole realm? Yeah. Because like there's like a leader of the blues, a leader of the reds, and mm-hmm. so on. And then the one, the Scottish woman, I think her name was Megan. She said that, or when she gave the orders to um, Moraine. Moraine to not, like she's ordering her to stay at the tower. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, okay. So there's like an, a level of hierarchy in each color division. Mm-hmm. And that's who is, who all sits in. And there's three of them on each color. Yeah. And those are the ones who all sit in on the, the council kind of thing. And then there's. And what, what did they call the, um, we got to meet the, they call her mother. Mother. But um, she has a title as well. It's yeah. the something chair. It's I I not I starts with an L. Man, this show has some yeah. There's just names. tons of verbiage and tons of different things, and they all have their own names. But I'm actually impressed that I've gotten down Aes Sedai because it's taken us this long, and I finally am like, that's what they're fucking called, called the Aes Sedai. Yeah, and then Moraine. We're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. Um, um yeah, we got to meet. We'll just call her the mother for now. But she is the leader of the Aes Sedai, like the most powerful one of them all. We got to see a glimpse of her at the beginning of the episode when she was young, when she first displayed her power, and then she had to leave because her town was attacked while her and her dad were out fishing, right? Yep. And he sent her away. Yeah, he sent her away. And she's like, well, why can't you just come with me? And he's like, I can't do that. He's like, if I did, like, we would just die. I, which I don't get. Uh-huh. Maybe he's like, if she can go alone, she can travel really fast. Mm-hmm. Or something, yeah. Um, but yeah, so now she's the head of the Aes Sedai. And also, behind the scenes, is in cahoots with Moiraine. And when I say in cahoots, I mean in the sheets with Moiraine. <laughs> in the sheets. They're, they're, some, they're having some fun. The whole time I've been waiting for her, or for Moiraine and her, um, for I think his name is Lan, the her ward, to like be together because they have there's just so like so much chemistry between the two of them but at the same time the isdi and their wardens don't always have sexual relations it's just they love each other and they respect each other and that's that well and they also can feel each other Mm -hmm. like and you've brought it up where you kind of mentioned i feel like they can feel each other Uh but we didn't have any solid evidence until this episode because he walks in the room and he goes you disconnected Mm mm-hmm and he's like, how can I protect you if you disconnect? Yeah. But then she's like, well, and he's like, okay, I'll wait outside the room until you come back. I'm going to guard the door, essentially. Yeah. While she went and visited, uh, her name is, it's the mother, but she also has a different name. And I do have her uh, her name pulled up here. Her name is Suan. 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 It's S-I-U-A-N, but I'm pretty sure she pronounced it Suan. Not Suan, but Suan. Anyway, she visited her in her bedchamber, and then we discovered that they have been working together the whole time, and she has known about Moiraine going to find the dragons. Yeah, I think, I'm I'm guessing the two of them, they've been lovers for a while, it seems, uh-huh. and yeah. I'm thinking they went, we gotta find the dragon, but like the politics are insane with the yeah. other Aes Sedai, so they... I almost get the feeling that they're not allowed to have relations with anybody. I don't think so. Because when um, Leandrin confronted Moiraine again in the hallway and was saying, like, you know, being her bitchy way that she was, and Moiraine was like, I know of the man that you've been seeing by the river, and I will tell them if you say anything of this meeting. 
And mm. she's like, oh, shit, okay, whatever. So it makes me wonder if, like, maybe they're just supposed to be celibate. Or is she seeing someone, like, that she's not supposed to be seeing? Like, mm-hmm. is there, like, certain people, like, off-limits? Yeah. Because, I mean, I I also get the vibe that some of the Aes Sedai do have relations with their wards. Like, the one girl that has two, and they yeah. all are, like, kind of a, a threesome. A thruple? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know. But, yeah, maybe it is kind of, like, certain people they aren't supposed to see. Yeah. I'm not sure. I I think the politics in the Aes Sedai community or group is so much that Mother and Moraine decided we got to figure out who the dragon is and we got to do it our way. Mm-hmm. And so Moraine was like, I'm going to go find the dragon. And yeah. then because she tells her, she's, you have to exile me mm-hmm. because I've been ordered to stay at to the stay tower, here, but and I your can't. orders ex, yeah. you know, trump those. So ex, you know, kick me out, exile me so I can continue our mission that we have. That we have been playing out. Yeah. Cause at the beginning, when they first go to the council, Moiraine is asked, where, where have you been? Where, when you go on all these travels, where are you going? What are you doing? And Moiraine says, I can't tell you. And she's yeah. telling this to Suan, who is like, uh, I'm like the mother of the Aes Sedai. You can fucking tell me what's going on. And she's like, I'm sorry, but I can't tell you. And then she goes in the room and tells her. Yeah. And then she goes in the room and then that's when we find out, oh, they're actually working together and it's part of their plan. They just don't trust everyone else. Yeah. But they Which have to. Obviously they shouldn't trust everybody because it seems like some of the Aes Sedai don't really have the best intentions for each other. Yeah. They're, which is really interesting. It, and it seems very color oriented. Like yeah. the reds and blues do not like each other. Mm-hmm. The, it seems like the greens and blues get along pretty well. Yeah. Because um, when they all turn their back, if, if you kind of look at the facial face of the greens versus the reds, mm-hmm. the reds look very like snooty about it. And the greens all seemed very down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just lots of stuff happening now. And we finally got confirmation that the knife is what was corrupting Matt. And she was so cool about it. Yeah. Cause she walks in and Moraine Re- was so cool. Yeah. Moiraine comes in. Cause now Matt's at the tower. Well, they all are at the tower. And so she kind of just could feel what was going on and approaches them and says, Matt, or what's the deal with going on with Matt? And he's like, I don't know. He's just been acting weird. We think he's corrupted. He's been acting like this for over a month now. And then Moiraine just walks in and she's like, you stupid boy. And she picks up the knife because she sees the knife. Well, not picks it up, but she uses her magic. And she's like, you touched something there when we were, you were told not to, you idiot. Like, yeah. And then pulled the corruption out of him, which was a really cool scene. How she like took it and it like crawled on her face. And then she like sp- and then sped it into the put knife. Put it back into the knife. Yeah. And then he covered it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing with Matt. He didn't go through the, the tunnel yeah, at the end. At the end, so they opened up a portal to uh, the end of or the eye of the world. Yeah, or the the trail to, or the road to the eye yeah, of the, the world. world. And they took like a shortcut, essentially. Yeah. So that's because they said that's the fastest way, but so, it's very dangerous, of course. Of, I mean, that's, of course it is. I mean, it looks yeah. scary as shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everybody else went through the, um, everybody meaning Moiraine and the other four. And of the the suspected dragons and then yep. the ogre guy who seems pretty cool yeah i kind of yeah. want to watch him fight mm-hmm. uh then, but matt stayed behind yeah well so they, he was supposed to go yeah but uh amazon and the actor something happened and the actor is no longer on the show 
Oh, really? So they had to write him off of the season, but they are bringing him back next season as a different actor. Amazon's confirmed that they have someone else. They have to recast. Oh, that's stupid. Um, so that wasn't supposed to be a part of it. No. Not I wonder all. if they'll write that in somehow to make it. I mean, they have to, to explain why he didn't go through. Yeah, they'll have to do some rewriting on that. and Yeah, I'm sure they'll have to change it. I've also read somewhere or seen a lot that the show has deviated from the books a lot. And the people who are diehard fans of the books aren't liking the show. Which I... But as someone who hasn't read the books, I love the show. It's so good. Well, okay, so things like that kind of bug me because... Um, so Perrin doesn't kill his wife. Uh-huh. And... Uh, I have a friend that was talking about it and he goes, it was actually a pretty good move because in the books he goes through a lot, but he's like, the stuff he goes through is like a lot of building and takes a lot of time. And so they needed him to be basically depressed. Yeah. Um, and his depression, like that depression and that mental state is what actually triggers him to start connecting with the wolves, Mm -hmm. which becomes super important. So it was like a way to do it much quicker. He wasn't even married in the books, which there are just certain things that work well on the on a page but don't yes. work well on screen and that's what a lot of people don't understand well, is that they think that they just need this perfect re uh retelling of their books to the screen and that's not how it works like if they did that movies would be 7 hours long and you just can't do that well and like this would be season book 1 would be four seasons yeah and also apparently in the books there's a lot of point of view uh like backstories, like point of view stories. Mm -hmm. And like, you just can't have that in a TV series. Yeah. It just wouldn't make sense. We don't need a whole episode on the back, you know, like the, the whole story of her leaving her dad and going down the river in Mm -hmm. the books, probably five chapters. Yeah. You know, it's like something insane, but we don't need that. You need it to be quick and done. Move on. Mm -hmm. So I, people are mad. People are mad about, you can be mad about Matt, but that one also isn't, uh, the, the producing's fault that's apparently the actor had personal stuff that he needed to leave oh he had to yeah just i mean they've got to make do if so, he can't stay then he can't stay which when you have a lot of characters in a show you it is kind of inevitable you're gonna have one or two that are gonna leave game of thrones yeah. had a couple and marvel had a couple recasts mm-hmm. so and i think you're gonna have them and it's safe now to do it in the first season. If they're going to be a character that's going to be around for a while, you're better off doing it in the first season when they've first been introduced than waiting, you know, six seasons when they've established themselves as a character and like a familiar face with the watch or people who are watching. And then all of a sudden they're recasted. Yep. You know, so I, it is what it is. I mean, we've only had him for six episodes and, mm-hmm. and even then he's very, it's been very brief. Yep. So he's gotten very little screen time. Better to do it now than later, yeah. for sure. Uh, let's see where. Okay. Well, what do you? One thing that kind of bugged me. What? Why do you feel like Maureen lied to them all? Because she said, "I'll tell you when they arrive." She told that to both groups of friends. You know how two are in one hotel, two are in the other. Mm-hmm. But they both they were all in the city. Um, I think because she didn't. She already kind of had her plan to take them all to the eye of the world Mm -hmm. and she couldn't have them knowing anything about it. So she didn't want to run any risks of them, you know, fucking their plan up because when she was talking to Egwene and she said, I will call for you to come meet me, but you will tell no one where we're going or you'll tell no one where you're going. And I'm not going to tell you what we're doing. So I think it's just part of her plan is to make sure that, if as if they're being kept out of the dark to an extent, they can't ruin anything. They can't ruin their, her plan. Because obviously she has 
the world's intentions, you know, best intentions in her mind. And so these little kids can't fuck up the plan to save the world. So, cause she even said when she was talking to Suan, she said, if the darkness comes to them or if the dragon chooses the darkness or the dark side to join the dark one, which we don't know who the dark one is yet. I'm assuming it might be the guy with like the glowing eyes in their dreams. I'm thinking that's who it is too. And I'm also thinking that's kind of who she's seen in her dreams too. Yeah. We don't see the mother's dreams, Mm -hmm. but she's, but she mentioned her dreams, but yeah. So how Moiraine said, I will kill them before they even have a chance to join the dark side. Like she's willing to kill these kids to make sure that they don't turn bad. Her, Objective is very clear. Yeah. And she's, but she wants to save them and wants them to obviously work with her if they can be good. But, you know, she's not afraid to cut them down if she needs to. Yeah. Moiraine is a really cool character. She's an interesting character because you can tell she's got the right morals, but she will do the dirty work if needed. Yes. Which is a very compelling character because, Mm -hmm. like, Captain America, for example, is the opposite. He's very, like, high morals, won't do anything wrong. And it's a very boring character. Um, mm-hmm. It's a fun idea for a couple hours, but two or three seasons into a movie or movie or TV series like that, you get bored. Especially when you're dealing with really heavy situations that have potential to be really, really bad for the rest of the world. Like the idea of Moraine killing a bunch of 20 year olds is like pretty effed up. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if she has to kill four of them to save the entire planet, she's going to do it. Yeah. So it just. It's built makes for a lot of character development. Uh, this episode did have one film thing that I thought just like cinematography wise was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because a lot of shows will like close a gate and then someone will jump through it at the last second. And you're like, how do they make it 40 feet? Mm-hmm. This, the gate closes. You see Matt outside. The you, Matt's outside. It cuts to inside. Pitch black lightning flash and you see her face and then you see Moiraine's face. so you realize that they don't have a way to see anything because mm-hmm. it is literally pitch black in there yeah for now i'm sure in the next episode it'll be she'll like make light somehow well and she said light the torches yeah so they were true. getting ready to light the torches as mm-hmm. the gate was closing stuff so they like had a plan but you know it's just cool the cinematography of it all was really cool yeah the way they did it and i i mean it kind of sealed the deal on and then i went and read about all the, you know, mm-hmm. the actor leaving the stuff. Yeah, they have really good cinematography on the show. Their sets are really awesome. Their locations are out of this world beautiful. Yeah. I'm like, man. It's so It's cool. just, it's all coming together now, and I'm just, I love it. And I kind of thought that with Perrin having the connection with the wolves that he did and how his eyes turned gold. Yeah that maybe he's not a dragon and he's something else, but now I'm not so sure because when Egwene told Moiraine about that, um, Moiraine obviously was like, wait, what? Like his eyes turned gold. So maybe that is something that the dragon can do. Cause she did say that we don't know if they will be male or female and we don't know what their power will be, but we just know that they will be more powerful than everybody else. Yeah. There's so it's interesting. A lot of unknown. Yeah. I think now they're all together reunion well for Mm -hmm. the most part together they're on a road i think we're gonna learn a lot about characters in the next couple weeks Mm -hmm. we only have three weeks left for season one i am excited for them to tell their stories to each other and kind of like recount what happened while they were all split up kind of learn some stuff put some Mm -hmm. puzzle pieces together yeah there are some characters that i hope make a return like the the kid from the tinkers oh yeah i hope he does yeah i can't remember his name but he's the 
very Irish man. I um, next week. So all the past episodes have been very like ten minutes scene here, ten minutes scene here, and they're cutting from group to group because they're uh-huh. all split up. I could see this next episode being one of those episodes where it's, it's just them because just now them. we don't really have anybody to cut to other than now uh, Suan and maybe Leandrin. If there's like Leandrin's plotting some shit, which I feel like she's going to. Yeah, that's true. She seems like the Karen of the Wheel of Time. The Karen of the Wheel of Time. I next week's episode, I, I'm very excited for. Yeah, I could I could see them telling some of that other stuff, but I could see this next week being. It's very- going to be mostly them. On their whole journey. And yeah. then I could see episode eight kind of doing a cutting to some other things. I could see ugh, the white tower like falling. Mm-hmm. I still feel like there's a lot more to Logan's character than they have even shown us at all. Cause they did his whole little trial thing. And then that was another in- interesting thing that we didn't talk about, but, um, uh, Suan, the mother, she was like upset that they didn't, give him a fair trial before um, ripping all the magic away from him. Yep. Because yeah, Leandrin just kind of made that decision. Like when they all connected to each other and then pulled his magic out of him. And she was like, you didn't consult with me that he should have had a trial, but like they, what could they have done? He was going to kill everybody. Uh-huh. And I think even Moiraine said that he was like, he would have killed us all. So Yeah. yeah. I think it's just that girl is so wants to cause problems mm-hmm. that yeah. she's like, what are you doing? Stop. Yeah. Cause she's obviously not living the laws of the Aes Sedai like, no. to a T either. So I don't know what her whole deal is, but yeah, like I said, I just think she's the Karen of the wheel of time. So we'll see where that goes. Which She looks good. like a badass though. Leandra, oh. and she's got like the most intense features Really intense jaw structure, Her really eyes intense are... eyes, and these this white blonde hair. And then just red. With the red clothes. Red, red. This, you really did the shot when it's like up above them all, looking down into the tower, and you could see all the different colors. The colors that they chose aren't like colors that I would think would work all together, but when you see it all, it's such, it's like so aesthetically pleasing to look at. And it's like this white marble room. Yeah. So no one had, there's no color mm-hmm. other than the dresses. Bright, like splash of the, the few colors. Cause there's two or three like muted colors that they have. But yeah. The brown, blue, white, and gray are. Yeah. But the blue, the yellow, the green, and the red, they're all just so, ah, it's so cool. And Moiraine looks amazing in this episode. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they changed her dress between. Well, I think it's like her kind of uh, like the council dress because that yeah. what she was in at the end of the episode was like her traveling clothes, which is what yeah. she's been in the whole time. Yeah, but her but her like dress was like blue. Yes, and just... like her city clothes. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. It reminded me a lot of the sorceresses in The Witcher, how they all have like very elegant clothing. Yes. Yeah, which <sighs> comes out coming some... out next week. But yeah, I think that kind of wraps us up for this episode, though. That was a really good one. I'm really excited to see where it's going. And we'll see if you're right about it being like mostly focused on them and their journey to the eye of the world. That's my prediction. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I'm 100% prepared to bite my tongue. I still think I'm going to hold on to this until they confirm otherwise. But I still think all of the, the kids are are the dragon. And they're stronger when they're all together. I'm excited to see if your theory comes yeah. true. It just makes the most sense. But I feel like at least one of them is going to get killed. 
This was the biggest cliffhanger, though. Mm-hmm. For sure. You think one of them's getting killed? Yeah. Soon? Do you think, like, this season? By the end of the... Oh, for sure. One of them's going to die. I, I think, think it's going to be uh, the girl that's really powerful. Neneve. Because it's going to make us think that it's going to be Neneve, and then it's not. I can see. She also is the toughest character, as far as... Uh-huh. Um, well, she doesn't trust anyone, which trust rightfully anyone. so. She has no reason to. But she's just a pain in the ass sometimes. Mm-hmm. So... I could see her being like defined, like I'm not doing that, and she's like, "You're gonna die if you don't listen to me." And she's like, "I'm not listening to you," and then die. I don't know. I feel like her survival instinct is a little bit better than that. I think if anyone's gonna die, it's gonna be one of the boys. I think it'll be Rand. Okay, because I, I don't think Egwene's going anywhere. I think Egwene's gonna stay because she doesn't seem to be super powerful yet, but she seems like very important. Yes, the way they like kind of. Just the way they've built her character, they've made her seem like she's... Which also could be, like, they could kill her, because then mm-hmm. it'd be like, whoa. Yeah, just all deception. Who knows? I'm pretty... I don't think it's Perrin, though. No, Perrin's gotta be around for a while. Because they've been, like, teasing his magic too much, uh-huh. and... Because they've kind of teased his the most. Like, yeah. with the wolves following him for a pretty long time. So I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of explanation that's gonna happen with him, and I think he's gonna be really important to the show. Yeah. I think Edwin is... I think you're right. I think it's gonna be... Uh, I don't want any of them to die because I like them all. But, but it's a fantasy series and they people die. Yeah, and people do die for sure. And we've already seen it. Lots of people have died already. Yeah. So, all right. Um, if you want to give us a recommendation of topic, again, for our regular weekly episodes, not these minis. These are going to be uh, show-based and movie-based. Um, you can do so on Instagram at... Culture Couch Pod. Um, you can also email us. CultureCouchPod at gmail.com. And you can do the same thing on Twitter, if you so desire. Culture underscore couch. Yes. Um, Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.